everyone welcome to another episode of soul authentic podcast i'm lynn the host and creator of soul authentic and i am so excited to introduce this guest today who is a powerful woman and she's doing so much work in helping people go from stressful to soulful today the guest i have on who is janine fafan and she is a soul mentor and a creator of the therapeutic yoga practice, Tapping Into the Soul. And she's a practitioner of many healing arts, such as EFT and yoga. I met Janine on my journey to Costa Rica, and she's actually been living there for 30 years and helping people lower their stress, face their fears, and become more in tune and aligned with their soul and their purpose. So I'm so excited to have you on, Janine. Without further ado, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you so much, Lynn, for inviting me. Uh, the fact is that you, you are providing a space so that I can rekindle my work in English. Because living in a Spanish country, I must say that the last two years I've mostly focus on the on the Spanish people uh, speaking. So um, I thank you very, very, very much. And it's, I feel privileged to be on your podcast, really. And I feel honored as well. And, you know, I feel that the work that you're doing and being able to provide it in three different languages gives you so outreach. So thank you so much for that. And I have the first question for you. My question to you is, as a soul mentor, what has your journey been like to reconnect to your soul? I find it really important for people to tell their stories right now because we learn from hearing other people's journeys. And the reason for that being is because we're all so connected. We can see ourselves in another person really easily. And so I would love for you to share just a little bit about your journey. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's a very big question, but I will try to make it as short as possible. Um, the fact is that, you know, I had a, a, a major trauma, well, a few traumas uh, quite early on. Uh, that major trauma was the loss of my father. And then I uh, was moved from my village to a big city and uh, everything changed, everything changed, uh, me. Uh, and I became very, very rational, very mental. And you have mm -hmm. to understand that in astrology, I'm a triple Pisces. Oh, so wow. I'm, I'm all about <laughs> emotions and floating in the universe. But it took me years and years to understand all that, you, you see. And, mm -hmm. um, uh, there was something I, I knew, I knew that there was something missing and, uh, very early on, quite young. In fact, I was reading all the books of Carlos Castaneda. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm talking about like 1974 till 1984. It was like my Bible. Mm -hmm. And you'll, you'll understand why I'm talking about it. And, but just before that, around my 18 years old, someone gave me a book called Dhyanana Yoga 
which is from Swami Vivekananda when he came to the West in London and gave conferences about yoga and everything. And uh, I read that book and there was like something so, so profound that was touching me. And it took, again, it took me years to realize that this book really set my path on, you know. Um, Dhyanana Yoga is about the yoga of knowledge, but Swami Vivekananda, all, all what he talks about is the connection with the soul. And even though I was reading it, I couldn't really fully understand it. And for many, many, many years, I was looking for a possible Don Juan, who is like the sorcerer in all the books of Carlos Castaneda. Uh, I was looking all over because I was traveling a lot. And uh, the funny part is that I found her in Montreal and mm -hmm. she was a master with energy. She was an opera singer. She became my teacher for about four years. Um, it was a mixture of therapy, of yoga, of meditation, very strong discipline, uh, healing. Um, I was used as a medium often, and I thought, me? Why? And uh, it, it really shifted, literally shifted my uh, working from the left brain to the right brain. Mm -hmm very strongly. It was, it was a four year of very uh, intense work. And what I'm talking about is around like 84, 88. So as you can see, I'm not very, very young in age, though I'm very, very young in my heart. And, mm. and from there, funny enough, uh, not long after I uh, went to a very particular conference at Finhorn in Scotland. And that conference was called Psyche and Soul. And it was mostly 200 psychotherapists from all over the world. And me, I was like someone, you know, in the corner with no formal, uh, education, academic or anything, but I had been studying with that woman for four years. And uh, like she was telling us that it was more than any PhD in terms of emotion and energy and all that. And um, so I was there observing. I was lucky enough and privileged enough to be a personal friend of the founder of Finhorn, Eileen Caddy. And Eileen would see me, I would talk with her. And in that conference, I just kept on watching what was going on. And it was supposedly about how to connect uh, psychology with spirituality. And me, I was there and I thought, oh, but I thought everybody was doing it already because that's what I had been working and really working, excuse the expression, but my butt off for four <laughs> years because that, that woman teacher was putting through, putting us through the ringer, I believe you say in English. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really strong. Mm -hmm. And it's just after she would put us through experiences that she would explain what she had done. 
uh, it, she was never working through paper or theory or anything. It, it was mm -hmm. just direct experience. And uh, so here I'm watching those 200 psychotherapists from all over the world. And but funny enough, in the morning at the meditation room at six o'clock, I was nearly alone with Eileen Caddy mm. doing the meditation and something very particular happened there. And I'm not going to get into all the details, but it, and it's not something habitual with me, but I got a very, very powerful vision. Uh, one morning, Eileen is sitting behind me. I believe we were alone and I just asked the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, please, please give me my direction. And all I saw was like huge white letters, like in a blue sky. And it was saying world peace. And I thought, whoa, that's big. <laughs> but then uh, that same night I was given a vision and it started setting me up on a certain path. I had no idea that maybe six months later I would end up in Costa Rica. This was like at Easter time, 1989. And in December, I ended up in Costa Rica. I was supposed to be here five months. And 30 years later, I'm still here. And uh, it was like so, so strong. When I was ready to go back, at, at that time, I was living in British Columbia in Canada for mm -hmm. about a year before uh, coming to Costa Rica and I wanted to go back. And um, no, there was like this powerful voice inside of me that said, uh-uh, you stay here. And I was like, how am I going to stay here? I can't afford this apartment and I don't want to look for another apartment because mm -hmm. I knew how difficult it was. And, um, and finally, it was the battle between the heart and the head. And this is when I started quoting, or I don't know if I saw it somewhere, but I said, the whole work is between the head and the heart. And it's the head body split. Mm -hmm. And we all have it. We all have it. And yoga means the union of the body, mind, and spirit, the alignment. So if the head is disconnected from the body, it's pretty difficult to get into a yoga state. Mm -hmm. And and so funny enough, I decided, okay, I listened to the heart. And of course, the universe immediately started putting things in place, gave me a, a, a work at the Canadian embassy. Um, I, I told the consul, I said, I have no paper. He says, I don't care. I need someone with the three languages. <laughs> wow. And so it, and, and a whole bunch of things started moving. I thought, okay, I had just taken my yoga teacher, uh, training mm -hmm. before coming to Costa Rica at Kripalu center in Massachusetts, uh, because four years before in Montreal, my most wonderful teacher was a Kripalu trainer. Uh, so I was like completely in that tradition. And, and I decided I have to start teaching immediately. And I started teaching right away 
uh, I didn't know how easy it would be. But again, when you follow the heart, the the universe just provides. It's mm. it's amazing, and and bit by bit, because your question is, how did I realize that I was working with the soul? It was mm -hmm. quite early on because I'm doing a lot of cleaning in papers. And I remember in 1991 doing a, a little talk with a few people, you know, yoga students and all that. And I was calling my work because at the same time I started the yoga classes, nearly at the same time, something exceptional happened with a student that needed help. Mm -hmm. And I started calling that work soul surrender healing. Wow. <laughs> that was the name I gave uh, for quite some years. Well, first I must say I called it cellular memory because I didn't know, I didn't know how to explain it, but mm -hmm. bit by bit, it was clear that it was about give the space to your soul and the soul does the work. Your mm. soul is your healer. And so mm. it, it took me a long time. You have to understand that um, it, it's not something that happened automatically. You know, mm -hmm. um, I guess I'm from the old school and I took like 10 years of working with friends and friends of friends and friends of friends of friends. <laughs> and uh, never charging to really understand what was happening. And, um, and then also a few books gave me a language. Like, for example, I was, at, I was listening to one of your podcasts mm -hmm. and I thought, wow, I wish I would have that beautiful uh, way of expressing yourself because your language is really beautiful the way you express yourself and you know I'm French Canadian and and um, I yes I worked in English most of my life but it's it's more of a technical language mm -hmm. and uh, so and and I went more and more and more it's always been me it's me mm -hmm. I I'm I go for simplicity Mm -hmm. But I just love hearing, for example, the way you you express, uh, you know, uh, let's say a, a specific uh, theme mm -hmm. or process or something like I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. But to tell you, I believe that this is this is yeah, what happened was the transition between being extremely rational and, uh, you know, I was like so logical constantly and four years of extremely deep work, inner work. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then it didn't mean I was finished, but far from it, we're never finished <laughs> as long as we are in this human body. And, and so I, I okay, it, it started you know, being very clear in me and mm -hmm. the, the calling myself soul mentor, maybe, maybe it's 10, 15 years, not more than that, because mm -hmm. at, in a conference an ICM conference, 
I had to give myself a title. I had never done it. And, and so, uh, you know, I kept on looking at different and it, nothing was, and, and I thought, oh, wait a minute. I always say I work with the soul. Mm-hmm. And uh, personally, I don't consider myself like a coach. Mm-hmm. So I thought, mentor, I like that mentor. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like opening doors yes. uh, to people, to who they are. Because since the very beginning, it's always been know thyself. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, when I went to Delphi in Greece... I mean, when I was in Delphi, I was like vibrating all over. It's like, I know this place. I know this place. And I was crazy about Asclepius. I don't know if I pronounce it well, but the the God of healing, Mm -hmm. you know, and and very few people understand. Even I would say probably 98% of the doctors are not even understanding why there are two serpents around the caduceus you know or one serpent they probably don't even understand it yeah and so i guess i've given you a long answer (laughs) (laughs) well janine thank you so much you shared so much so many gems in there that i feel there's really big parts of your journey where you were initiated into all of these teachings of to meditation and of yoga and like leading your life in a very right brain creative way and also in a very intuitive way because that's what the right brain is right it's the intuition that's actually leading you and and showing you the breadcrumbs of your soul so i love that you're speaking onto this because i think it's important nowadays now that we're kind of in this more fast-paced society where you're actually open to so much information that you find almost like the right mentors that can steep you into like these lineages, these kind of oral lineages, these, these traditions that can be passed on. That's what I'm hearing from, from what you're telling me. And it's really powerful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, the fact is that you know, I've never been very commercial. Nothing wrong with being commercial, but it's mm-hmm. not its not in my gene. It's not, right. you know, <laughs> like, uh, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Reese Thomas, who has a, a whole energy medicine institute in Boston. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book, Discover Your Purpose. I met him personally and uh, a few times and things like oh. that. I, I love his work because mm-hmm. he works with the soul. Mm. And, and, um, you know, like he said, Janine, you're a creative idealist. He, he's, he's come down to five, uh, how like would principles I say, type, or, okay. types, yeah. types of people. And, uh, he said, once, you know, uh, I was talking, uh, he was sitting there, you know, just listening. And, and then I, I said something and he looked at me and he says, oh, Janine, you're a creative idealist like I am. He says, money is the last thing in your mind. <laughs> and I thought, oh, gosh. And he said something. He said, uh, your, your deepest fear, your deepest fear is that if you come out too much, you're going to be killed. 
because it has happened many times before. Mm, And that touched me very, very deeply. And I thought, yes, yes, it's true. Mm -hmm. And I had to do strong uh, work, you know, through the years to push myself to to open up, to say, well, you know what? I'm doing this work. Mm -hmm. Like when I went to the ICIM conference in 2005, the first one, it was like if I had found my family or my tribe. And it's all PhDs. Yeah. It, they are all scientists, but mm-hmm. working in their field to raise the consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so I felt so much at ease there. And then it yeah. took me three years to go back. Mm-hmm. And and funny enough, they said, why don't you present something? You know, and me, me, <laughs> there. And so each for three years, I presented a little bit, but it was the first time that I was allowing myself to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about my work. And, and yeah. you know, I, you mentioned Stressful to Solveful, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the name of my website for a long time. And uh, then I change it to my name, but I keep the Stressful to Solveful because that is exactly what I do. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember below that, that name, there was something like explore, dive, transform. And in a, in a presentation at ICM in a little workshop that they allowed me to, to give, mm-hmm. um, at one point I said, you know, if I said, dive in, if, if you look at the, at the word divine, mm-hmm. and if you just change one, the E, which is energy, and it becomes dive in. Wow. So when you dive in, you connect with the divine. And who is the divine? It's your soul. Mm. I love that <laughs> so much. I love that. And, you know, the... What's coming up to me is this understanding and experiential knowing of union, which you've talked about a lot already, right? Of the union of the brain and the heart, the union of the left and the right brain, the union of our physical with the spiritual, even the union between psychology at the PhD level with spirituality at the highest mystical level. I'm hearing that from you right now. You know, yeah. can you share what is the importance of of union and how can someone bring that practically down? Like if someone's listening to this who's saying, I do feel like I may have a disconnect between my brain and my heart. Like I'm always being pulled in one direction and another direction, and I just don't know where to go from there. How how can you speak a little bit more about union in terms of something that people can grasp and use? Early on, I, I realized that it was the whole work, my own personal work, mm-hmm. which was also reflected in the, the work that I do with people, is mm-hmm. to bring a balance between the masculine and the feminine within oneself. Mm-hmm. The yin and the yang, the animus, animal, you know, it's, it's, yes. it's all there. And like I said, I was not fully conscious of it, but 
basically it became more and more conscious along the the, the, the time mm -hmm. and interestingly enough uh just you know a few minutes before we we started i pulled out this book one of the many many books i have on the on the soul mm -hmm. visions from the soul and it's written by a psychiatrist wow and he was the president of the first conference that i went to i seem conference and um i was like blown because it was amazing that all what he was mentioning all what he was talking about was all this connection between you know spiritual psychotherapy and spirit uh, i mean spirit and psychotherapy mm -hmm. and so i see it all the time lynn i see <laughs> it all the time that when uh, when when one side is way too strong mm -hmm. um you have to understand when my teacher, the woman master was a seer, she was literally a modern seer. So you see, when my teacher who was a woman seer, okay, mm -hmm. when she saw me the first time, she asked a few things and she looked at me and there was like maybe 30 other people in the room she says, oh my God, not another triple male. And I'm like, what? You know? And she says, oh, I can't believe another triple male like her. And I had no idea what she was talking about. Well, mm -hmm. again, years of work and my own work with other people, I discover more and more what was there. It was a whole defense system. It was a whole survival uh, thing that, you know, I was in a family with five brothers, two sisters, but everything mm -hmm. was for the male. And uh, it was like okay. all the time I wanted to do something. And it was like, this is for the guys, this is for the guys. And it mm. bugged me so much that I became more than any guy. <laughs> yeah. Even though, even though physically, I mean, I I was what you would say a a, a very good looking woman. Um, mm -hmm. Even though I never really saw it myself, you know, it's often the case. Mm -hmm. But I had to do a major shift, and I had to do all that shift so that I can help people. And people think that it's very difficult. It is not. And I love working with young women like you, for example. Very uh, recently, I did a podcast with uh, two young women, very business women and all that. But one uh, did a few work, a few sessions with me and, and she absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do it because I would say that the world has pushed you to become quite masculine. Yes. And, and, uh, it has nothing to do with the, uh, outward appearance. Mm -hmm. It's like, you've got to, uh, 
um, what's the word in English, compete and, and right. you know, you have to prove yourself that you're better than any guy, like what right. I did a long, long, long time ago. But I sense it very quickly. Mm -hmm. And when I help someone, because that's what I do. I mean, I, I find a door and I help them pass that door and connect with their soul and the soul will take you exactly. Where did you disconnect? Right. It's not that I'm going to fix somebody's life in one session, but there are tremendous things happening in one session. Mm -hmm. What is important is that reconnection between the belly and the brain. Mm -hmm. Because most people, the energy is right here. Right. You're, you're, you're doing your doctorate in, in acupuncture. Yes. You know, it's all about energy. And my work is all about energy. Mm -hmm. But right now, most of the people, the energy is right here the level of anxiety that right. people are living right now. And everybody's like, Oh, I'm stressed out because of this, because of that, because of the divorce, because I lost my job because of no, mm -hmm. no, it had, it's never about the external never, but the energy is so high here that, you know, they, they have no connection with the body. And right. so, reconnecting the belly which is this the power center the real power center when you mm -hmm. reconnect the belly and the brain because they need to be connected mm -hmm. they need to be aligned uh incredible things happen right and 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 i i i always tell the same thing for over 30 years but people don't take me seriously often is learn to breathe correctly first forget the rest learn to breathe correctly not a five minute exercise and mm -hmm. you know and they keep on asking uh, what can i do what can i do but connect with your belly mm -hmm. if you're born in a female body this is where you can create a baby if it's what you want mm -hmm. the ultimate miracle uh, you know on this yeah. earth and and you know it's it's like you've got to be connected all the emotions are there and people are so afraid of emotions right yeah when emotion is only energy emotion it's mm -hmm. nothing else and i stopped a long time ago telling people negative emotion I, I stopped that. I said, emotion is emotion, rage, hate, sadness. It's an emotion. It needs to flow. You know about flowing energies. Yeah. You know, and, and that's all what it is. It needs mm -hmm. to flow. And, and once it flows, everything starts changing. Mm -hmm. For me, it's all about vibration. It's all about frequency. And mm -hmm. I would say it does happen. It does happen that there are some people that have a hard time to maybe connect with me. It's okay. You know, I'm the first one will say, you know, I believe you would be better working with somebody else. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if if the frequency doesn't match, my teacher nearly 40 years ago used to say, it doesn't matter with what you work. Uh, a, an eagle feather and you sing around the, the, the person or needles or homeopathy or psychotherapy or whatever. It doesn't matter. Go after the belief. And she told me that 40 years ago. Wow. Go after the belief. That's powerful. Yeah. And I was absolutely privileged to be able to share that with Dr. Bruce Lipton, who wrote The Biology of Belief. Wow, that's At a conference in 2008, we laughed because I explained to him and I I told him, look, it took me 20 years before I really got it. And he Mm -hmm. said, Janine, it took me 20 years also, (laughs) you know, don't worry. And we had a very good laugh. I I told him, you are my hero because you you prove scientifically what I kept on telling people intuitively, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, I was so, so happy because the fact is my mind is very scientific. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I didn't lose that. You know, it's uh, there is a part of my mind that is extremely scientific, but I work with my intuition. And, you know, I thank you for, again, just sharing so many gems about your journey and the things that you've learned because... There's a reason why you were also born with a very scientific mind. It was also to bridge the spiritual realms. And I think even more nowadays that's happening. And the fact that it was happening back in like 1970s, back in 1980s, which is incredible. The part that I want to just dive in a little bit more with you about okay. is is kind of the the imbalance of the masculine and the feminine, because I think a lot of people are waking up to that. A lot of your, what you've said and a lot of the work that you, you do is being able to see that imbalance and helping people to target that belief. Like, where did you begin to believe that you were something different than other than you actually are, than your actual truth? And so coming from a Western world, you know, we are so conditioned yeah. To be from the mind, think about all of the, you know, set the goals and do the things. It has to be logical. It has to be in, in these very specific ways. It has to be in a linear path. But what I'm hearing from you and from, you know, many of these different teachers nowadays, Dr. Bruce Lipton, Joe Dispenza, all of these, many of these teachers nowadays, it's a spiral path, right? It's the path of of flowing and being able to tap into your soul and how it's guiding you to bring out your message, your service, and actually the message that's coming from the divine, something that's coming to connect all of us together rather than separating us, which we have been also conditioned to to believe that we are all separate, that we are all kind of this is the other, right? This is not my issue. This is their issue. But it's all a part of our own unified field. What we're attracting in, who we're attracting in, the the different issues that might come up in our life, it all 
comes from within. Yeah. Right. And so absolutely. when we're talking about the really imbalance between the mask and the feminine, I truly feel like there's a lot of people who are awakening to that. You see many of these leaders, you know, these feminine embodiment leaders who are coming up now who are saying the divine feminine, it, this is part of the way. And this is the balance that needs to be had as well. And so there's like this feminine change, the feminine rising, but then also in that as well, the toxic masculine, the really extreme masculine that's prevalent in our society also needs to be balanced as well. Oh yeah. And so I love that you speak onto this because we often see, we almost see these in a box. Like we, we see it as like, this is just our life. This is just our society. But when we go back into how ancient civilization lived back then, we lived connected with the feminine. We lived connected to nature. We lived yeah. connected to the cosmos and the plants that is innately a very feminine energy. And so I love that you speak onto this. And also, you know, how, how I almost hear you saying this is our soul is our authentic spiritual being. Like it is our authentic self who is leading the way. And once we begin to tap into that, we can get in touch with what really what really is in our hearts. And so thank you for speaking on to that. And, you know, how can someone begin to begin to understand and practice balancing their masculine and their feminine? Is it just by, you know, focusing on their breath, doing the belly breathing and focusing on their heart, bringing it up to their brain? Is there anything else that, you know, other practices and experiences that led you to discovering how to balance those like like what you mentioned earlier you know walking walk in nature get mm -hmm. closer to nature or uh, allow yourself to 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 do some uh, art or whatever it is you don't have to become a picasso you know <laughs> it's just um you know here you know how costa rica is gorgeous is beautiful yes. the nature and mm -hmm. uh and the other day, I mean, I, you know, I walk up the road and I come down and I just see the lake. I see the Arenal volcano there Beautiful. and, and yeah. everything changed all the time. Or suddenly there is a horse that appears or mm -hmm. I see some weeds with the color. Just that feeds me. It feeds, it, it brings a softness. Mm -hmm. You know, and I believe that's why a lot uh, right now is is suddenly uh, fashion, you know, like the, the walk in nature, but with a guide that helps you take the moment to see uh, elements, details. Mm -hmm. It's not about rushing for three hours in the woods. It's taking the time, sitting, looking at which insects are there or which, you know leaves are there or flowers right. or whatever uh this automatically brings you to connect with your body mm -hmm. uh, it's really funny that 
um, a lot of people know, for example, of the, the teacher Deepak Chopra. And, and uh, um, I like his writings. Uh, and there is a list that he created a long, long, long time ago, and I believe most people don't know it. And it's called something like the, the 10 keys to master your life. Mm -hmm. And the very first key, the very first key is listen to your body's wisdom. When you receive a call and someone asks you, uh, oh, uh, how about uh, going for dinner with this couple and blah, blah, blah. And your body just went like, mm, contraction. But then your mind goes, oh, but the husband of this woman is very good and, and he knows this person and it could help my husband. And okay, mm -hmm. let's go. You just disrespected yourself and you disrespected the other people because your energy is not honest, mm -hmm. is not being true to yourself. It has nothing to say about the other people. It's just your body just told you no, but right. we don't listen. Mm -hmm. And so it's about learning to listen because every single emotion, every single thought has a sensation in the body. Right. And that's why, for example, the practice of yoga nidra is so fantastic mm -hmm. because it helps you reconnect with the body. I recently, I had a, a, a case, a guy, I mean, it was impossible. It was impossible, impossible. I mean, disconnected disconnected i mean i couldn't but mm -hmm. i told him why i couldn't help him but he has no consciousness of what is a sensation mm. in the body you wow. understand yeah. so i would say learn ask yourself a few times you know like uh do i really want to go to the movie tonight mm -hmm. How is my body responding? Uh, is it, yeah, let's go. <laughs> or uh, the body is like, mm, you know, not, not very, not, there is no energy behind. Right. And, and more you learn because all my, my 30 years of work is based on listen to your body's wisdom. Mm -hmm. And, and that's why I will do my best to find a doorway in the body. Mm -hmm. The body is the temple of the soul. And, and I, I love the, the name of your podcast, you know, Soul Authentic. <laughs> but you have to understand, Lynn, that five years ago, nearly nobody was talking about the soul. Right. You know, and suddenly there is a big, big jump. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't really know what they mean by that. But and so hey, my next question to you is, what is the soul to you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I can only repeat a quote from the philosopher Jesuit who was Teilhard de Chardin, French, living in New York. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And it's a very famous quote. It's used very often, but it's possible that some people never heard it. Mm-hmm. Not to forget that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. Yes. And I see it a lot these days where it's fashion nearly, uh, you know, oh, I, I go to yoga or I do yoga, right. which is an expression that I don't particularly like. You don't do yoga, you live yoga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a state. And, and um, or, uh, oh, I meditate and everything. But mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, a lot, I see it. It's an escape. Mm-hmm. My teacher showed it to us 30 years ago, that even more, 40 years ago. She showed us that, that you know, uh, sometimes you have to put a lid on the seventh chakra to the person so that they don't escape because it's spiritual bypass. Oh, I cannot be angry because uh, it's not spiritual. No. So your question is, what is the soul? The soul is the the divine spark, is is the the drop from the ocean that contains the whole ocean. Mm -hmm. And so the soul is this divine energy that is having an experience in this body Mm -hmm to teach us, I would say the, the, the soul is having an experience in this third dimensional body Mm -hmm. and see how can I go back to my divine? Hmm. And I often use the example of Jesus believe, believe about him or don't believe about him. Let's say it's complete, um, theory or Hmm. A made-up story. It doesn't matter. It's the message that is important. For me, he showed us that he incarnated spirit 100%. Meaning, he brought spirit. He brought his soul 100% in his body. Mm -hmm. And from there, he just had to walk around and people would get healed because of, of the vibration. He didn't mm-hmm. have to say much. He didn't have to, to do a lot, mm-hmm. you know? His, his, just the vibration of his being incarnate. In, in Spanish, it's en la carne, mm-hmm. you know? In, in the flesh, he, he brought 100% the spirit into the flesh. I love that so much. Thank and, you. F- and you see, my I, I just want to, to, to say something. My mm-hmm. teacher nearly 40 years ago used to show us that we barely have 30% of that spirit that is still mm-hmm. holding in the body because of a lot of the fear mm-hmm. that we jump out, we jump out, we jump out. And she says that 30% is mostly stuck maybe in a knee, in a, in a shoulder, in one side of the body. And she says, that's why when, when we were doing healing, she said, it cannot be done at once. Otherwise it could kill the person. Mm -hmm. 
the 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 person would come out of a healing let's say mm -hmm. and doesn't recognize how they dress or the family or the work they are doing because suddenly they have their whole energy in their body and i i want to give you a small small example the, the podcast that i did in spanish with those two young women mm -hmm. she said when she saw me the first time two years ago she hated anything that was pink and she's a red hair woman real red hair beautiful woman she hated anything that was pink after my session she started looking for pink she was a triple male mm -hmm. she started shifting her energy she started going closer to the feminine mm -hmm. you understand that's beautiful and 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 so it's it, i i i would i mean there are so 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 many ways to to describe the soul mm -hmm. i mean uh but i say it's the divine spark and it's the yeah. truth of who you are yes it's not the mask and when i do a session at the very end they realize they drop the mask And so once you drop the mask, some people are afraid of that they will go back. And I say, no, it's not possible. You may stall for a while, but getting the mask that you had, no. Mm -hmm. Because once the connection is made, you don't lose it. You may for a while kind of forget and things like that, but and 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 more you make that connection more life becomes you know filled with miracles right and synchronicities it it, it should be our lives isn't it right i mean as children we were born with life being completely magical and mystical right and yes i almost want there's so many things that you just said that i'm like oh i want to i want to dive into these parts but when you're speaking about us being a part of this vast ocean and just being a droplet of that, it reminds me of Costa Rica. Like if someone is really desiring what it feels like to experience what it's like to be in like a, a whole complete alive organism that's holding you and it feels really divine, like almost like a womb, go to Costa Rica. It's a very yin place. And you were the person that actually told me this, that you said we were on the boat to Punta Arenas and we were like on, you know, on the ferry, just looking out on the ocean, uh, in the bay, in the lake that we were at. And you were like, Costa Rica is one of the most yin places on the planet. You are going to yeah. feel and tune into the feminine so deeply here. And it truly is. It is a place full of magical beings and animals and nature. And so if that's something that you're like, I don't really know what my soul is, really suggest like going somewhere beyond your own environment, going to nature, putting yourself in a place that's much different from your own and seeing the magic within that place. Because I know that definitely... And people go to Costa Rica and they come back to wherever they live, they are not the same person. 
there's a lot yeah. that changes within you so deeply and within your cellular memory memory as well and that's another point that I wanted to speak into was and, and you touched on this a little bit that we often hold tension in our body right we hold this tension in our body that almost disconnects us from our body's wisdom and so where in you know where in you know, our cellular memory memory is that coming from our past is that coming from you know the generations that came before us like our parents and are we really here to to transmute that to transform that and that's how we connect so. to our soul i I would say so. I would say so uh, because there are two lines. There is the bloodline, mm -hmm. the ancestors, and there is the soul line, which is a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes they uh, weave or interweave between them, you know, because very often they will, you will say um, you're, you're a lot of the soul connection, uh, you tend to regroup and be born in the same family mm -hmm. but definitely definitely and you see when when i came here i had some strange feeling sensation it was love at first you know right from the very beginning and i was so uh blessed with some beautiful connections with some people and uh you have to understand Costa Rica is in the very center, uh, not just on the map, geographically, you know, it's the center of the Americas hmm. and North America is represented by the Eagle. South America is represented by the condor. The, the, and the Costa Rica is represented by the dove. Hmm. It's to bring peace between the mind and the body. Wow. You, you see the, the, the thing. Mm -hmm. And this, this, this is something that has been predicted by, by a lot of the indigenous tradition for a long, 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 long time. The coming together of the eagle and the condor with the peace. And it, I, I didn't realize it exactly immediately, but I was constantly attracted to a ceramic in a, in a window shop, you know, my first five months. And I never bought it because I thought, oh no, it's a little too big. It's going to be annoying when I go back. And, and it was a white dove with a hole in the middle to put a candle. Well, when I decided to stay, I bought that, that dove. And it became my, my candle on my altar and to remind me why I was here. Yes, I was giving yoga class. Yes, I started doing sessions. Yes, sometimes I was doing things in the travel business, taking care of charter flights and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But these were all storefront. I was very clear that my real work was like I was told at one point, I have to be here. What my big spirit does in some other dimension, 
I'm a little bit aware, not, not, not fully, but I believe that we all have a mission. Mm-hmm. There is not one single human being that is insignificant. Yes. And, and to be connected with that mission, you have to connect with the soul. Yeah. And, and I don't know if I answered your question because I, you know, it's Pisces. I, yeah. No, I love, I go all over the place. I love the direction <laughs> that you're taking this too, because in order for us to tune into our soul's purpose, and this is something that's become so clear of me just recently, like a download I've been getting so strongly is that our mission is to actually be here on earth and to take care of the earth. And yeah. what that also means from a, I almost want to say a metaphorical is to take care of our bodies, right? Our body is the earth yeah. of our self, right? And that also directly correlates to how we treat the earth, literally. Absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah, it's, you're, you're, you're saying it really nice, really nice. It's, it's a metaphor. Mm-hmm. And I, I really do see that when you connect people back into their body, when you give people those moments of clarity that my body is, is my compass, is the, holds all the wisdom and is the container for my spirit, you really start to become alive that you are connected to not only the people in your life, your family, your friends, but to everything and to everyone. And so that, yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, you're, you're the water. Yes. You know, 70, 80% water. Mm-hmm. And we know that water retain information. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of the, the work of Dr. Emoto. The water and the messages. Yes. Oh, the messages in the water. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Such well, powerful work. I, I organized this visit here in Costa Rica in 2000 or uh, no, 2002. Mm-hmm. He came with his son and, and all that. It was just a beautiful being wow. and so much fun. It was beautiful. so much fun. Right. Uh, he was invited by a philanthropist and I, I was the one organizing all that. Wow. And, and so it was it was just wonderful you know the work that he did really starts to prove that our consciousness has effect to our bodies directly to everything and so when we begin to change our beliefs about who we are what we feel about ourselves what we feel about the world that really begins to change so many things i'm i'm now like seeing this vision of how you begin to open up doors for people because by changing those beliefs by changing those neural pathways of what they believed for so long you actually reroute them towards remembering that they are divine loving souls i love that you're explaining it better than me (laughs) (laughs) no it's true it's true Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's why, and, and sorry if I mentioned that, but uh, a lot of people, you see things like, oh, this is a remedy for your soul or uh, do this to heal your soul. 
and I'm like, what? I mean, it's like, oh, you're supposed to give appeal to God. You know, Swami Rama used to say in the Himalayan tradition, it, um, if you don't realize that you are God, you know, you you miss the point. It, 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 because you are your own guru. The guru is, is bringing the light into the darkness. Yes. There is, he himself said, there is no external figure. You are. Yes. You are. And, and hey, I tend to forget it myself also. I have my areas of weaknesses and things like that. We all right. have. Mm -hmm. But there, there is a place that more you accept where you are and what is there, then you can transform it. But if, if you can't accept it, mm -hmm. there is difficulty to transform, you know, okay. it's, it, but yes, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, definitely I take it. It's, it's opening doors. And when you open doors to who you are, everything changed right everything changed i love that and you know one story that i remember you telling me was this point of your life where you experienced an earthquake in costa rica uh -huh. and you know i think nowadays you know going back to this connection between the brain and the heart you know our inner knowing our intuition with what our mind's telling us to do. In that story, you told me you actually experienced yourself being able to sit with, you know, chaos or imbalance of and just a challenge. You're able to just witness that experience from a... That's the exact word. <laughs> yeah, from like a, a, a soul level, right? And so can you share a little bit about this and how... You know, in times of major challenge, of times of just major imbalance in the world, how can we begin to stop and sit and listen to our inner knowing? It, it was in 1991. There was a huge, huge earthquake here in Costa Rica. And uh, in those days, I was pretty strong with my discipline and, and my practice, you know, in the morning, my practice of yoga and meditation and breathing and all that. And so I was doing my practice. And of course, I started feeling tremors uh, underneath way before anything was evident. Because when you're in that state, I mean, you're much, much more uh, sensitive. And then came a very strong, uh, you know, how would you call it, uh, bang, you know, a thing. And, and my first reaction was to get up and run, you know, get out. But there was this very powerful, I can't say if it was a voice or an un, uh, a knowing, said, sit down. And I, boom, I, I sat and I started witnessing the fear, the terror, the feelings, the rush, the, the, 
the energy flowing in my body and all that. And I was just witnessing it. And at the same time, it was like the roof can fall. Everything is fine. I was in bliss. I was in, in, and, and came a second, huge, huge. The, the, the second one was bigger than the first one, mm -hmm. really strong. And I was sitting there in absolute bliss. And it was like, after that, I mean, okay, when I started coming out, it's like one of those peak experiences. And when I, I started coming out of it and I thought, now I really know what the witness consciousness is mm -hmm. because my whole tradition is about the witness consciousness in the yoga tradition of Kripalu and, and the witness consciousness is the soul because the soul doesn't have any fear of death. You know, right. it's like the thought was like the roof can fall. doesn't matter. Wow. And, and so at that moment, it was a, it was a huge, a huge, um, and, and guess what, you know what, <laughs> I, you see, I'm just making the connection. It's in 1991. And this is when I started my whole work, the inner work with people in 1991 and most probably right after, not long after I can, I can check it. Wow. So there, there was something that happened in my own consciousness that allowed me to open up to what, what the universe wanted me to connect with. Right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> to me, it sounds like a deep soul surrender. Right. When you surrender yes. in that moment and you're saying, okay, I'm going to sit. Yeah. And just be with this experience. Doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Frawley, Dr. David Frawley in Ayurveda and in the States, very, very highly renowned. And, uh, it's when I read something in one of his book that getting to the level of the soul is, uh, the, like I I'm paraphrasing, uh, getting to the level of the soul is, uh, the, the, like the key to all forms of healing. Mm -hmm. And then he literally said, and surrender is the way. Beautiful. And I believe that's when I, I chose to call my work soul surrender healing, mm -hmm. but people didn't understand those days. They thought they had to surrender their soul to me. <laughs> and I'm like, what? No. In, in all tradition, surrender is the key. Mm -hmm. is the key, you know, let go. And, yeah. and, uh, so that's when I, I finally, I ended up changing the name. That's beautiful. And this reminds me in terms of when we are almost when we are in those moments of finally saying, I surrender control. I let go to any possibility of the situation unfolding how it needs to, it typically then happens, right? That change, that transformation, that manifestation usually comes through when we are no longer using our, you know, we're, we're not disconnected. We're not resisting 
anymore. We're not resisting our soul. That's it. I mean, pain is resistance to what is. Yeah. Always, always. And I believe that's what I see with everybody. Mm -hmm. Control, 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 control. People think they are, they are in control when in truth they are being controlled by their mind, Mm -hmm. by the fear, because control is fear in motion. I didn't say it. It's a fantastic guy that right now I forgot the name, Robinson or something. I I could find it. Mm -hmm. But when I read it long time ago, fear, uh, control is fear in motion. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And my work, my whole work is based on freeing the fear Mm -hmm. that disconnected you. I don't focus on the infertility or the uh, relationship problem or the anxiety or the depression or the phobia. Mm -hmm. Well, a little bit, but where is the fear? Right, right. Because that would be the underlying emotion that's creating those beliefs that's then creating the action right absolutely it's exactly what's happening the fear you know you 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 freeze with a fear Mm -hmm. and and you freeze with the fear and a lot of other emotions and it creates a false belief Mm -hmm. and that's what we are after is that false belief Mm -hmm. And once that pops out, it's amazing the how people reconnect with not maybe 100% their potential, but a much bigger part of their potential mm-hmm. and their purpose. Mm, I love that so much. Janine, you are just a wealth of wisdom. You are just, <laughs> you're so amazing and so wise it's so steeped into the experience of this right that the true experience of what it means to tap into your soul because of all of these experiences you have you've had in your life and helping people reconnect and align with their soul so where can people reach out to you about what you're doing and your work um through my website, mm-hmm. uh, it's under my name, JanineFafard.com. Mm-hmm. Um, in Instagram, a little bit in YouTube. But like I said, you know, I really have to move more my work in the English community mm-hmm. because the last some years I, I kind of like forgot a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there is so much that you can do. And... Uh, how would I say, um, yeah, I, I do sessions across around the world, uh, on online for more than 10 years. Mm Uh, it, it took me a while before getting on it, but at least 10 years easily, Mm. uh, that I do it. And, uh, it's, it works perfectly well. I mean, people here in Costa Rica, uh, you know, I moved away from the city five months ago mm-hmm. uh, after being 30 years in the in the same area and people were kind of like used to have me. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and come in, in in front of me. And so they are having a little bit of a hard time. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, I mean, I work with people, you know, all over the world. Mm. And, and, you know, I, I wanted to just give a little um, image about the connection of the the body and and the brain the belly and the brain uh, just look at the the uh, old japanese tradition and how a samurai who was let's say uh, dishonored or if he had gone against his honor what would he do harakiri hara the hara is the belly and he would kill his hara because that's the power center mm. and in fact in old japanese they they have expression saying about somebody stupid let's say that did something stupid they would say think with your belly i show my head because in the western world we're so used to do that mm. but in the old japanese it would be think with your belly mm. Or somebody who is very, very wise, no matter how old the person is, they would say, oh, that person has finished his belly. Mm -hmm. Okay? But what do, what do the Western world do when they are, um, let's say, dishonored or, or they, they, they want to kill themselves? They shoot here. It's the huge difference. Mm -hmm huge difference but what we need to do is connect the two yeah yeah i love that thank you for so much for sharing and really goes to show the difference in culture and how we understand the body and nowadays it's about coming back into your body reconnecting to your body your soul body and a lot of what you are doing is, is helping people do that. So thank you so much, Janine. Is there any last words you'd like to share before we come to a close? Um, well, I did pull this tiny little paper that is from uh, a fantastic book that is called Emmanuel's Book, book one, mm -hmm. because there are three. Emmanuel's Book. And uh, here, just a little thing. It says, illness is a teaching, a message from the soul. When the lessons are learned, the illness becomes a thing of no moment. So people have a, and, and right after this is every part of an illness is you listen to your body. Mm. I have this, these books since 1987 and they are absolutely fantastic. They, they are written like little poems. Now this is a photocopy, but mm -hmm. of a page, but there it's so easy. You can open any page and you have a gem mm. and, and again, it was like a Bible for me where I guess it just kept on feeding me, feeding me mm. and, and on going deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm. Wow. So, Thank you so much. You shared so many resources, so many gems today and so thankful for that. Thank you so much, Janine. You're amazing. 
<laughs> you are too. <laughs> One more question that I love to ask everyone that comes on the podcast is what does it mean to be living authentically? <laughs> wow. It for me is to be true to to myself as mm. much as I can. And and um is not to lie uh to live as simple as possible, I would say. Mm -hmm. But like like a, a, a big uh, master yoga master said, there's nothing wrong with possessions as long as you're not possessed by your possession. Mm. Fine. When I say sim simple life, uh, more than anything else, I would say humility. Mm -hmm. uh, today, unfortunately, it, there is there is a. a a lot, a lot of fashion and um, ego um, feeding. Mm -hmm. And to, if you're true to yourself, you know you you don't need to play that game. Right. You trust your heart. Mm, I love that so much. I truly agree with everything that you just shared, and in, in that. Being so authentic, being completely authentic to your soul and its truth is the medicine. Today Absolutely. has always been. And so it's been so beautiful to have you come on to also speak about this as well, because I feel like we have a very similar message, a very similar mission. So yeah, I thank you. Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. And it was not a coincidence that suddenly poof on the ferry yes. and i don't even remember why we started talking or we were in the yep. bus i think and we were in the bus and the bus got uh we had to get out of the bus to get on the ferry mm -hmm. and uh there is no coincidence no you know yeah i remember i would say yeah you were actually it's, it's a little over a year the ago. first person i met when i got to costa rica the very first person and it was like a divine connection, synchronicity, you know, we immediately connected on a soul level. Like yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't like on a superficial, like what do you do for work? No. What is this? You know, what is, it was like a, so what brought you here? What has your journey been like? You know, what has called you to this land? And I think I immediately knew that I was so connected to you and you actually really opened up my journey to Costa Rica and what it was like to, to live there. So I want to thank you so much, Janine. And I know so many people are going to be inspired by who you are, what you have done and how you've been helping people. So I thank you. I honor you for coming on. All right. Thank you. And I sure hope that you will come and visit soon. Yes, <laughs> very, very soon. <laughs> and so thank you everyone that joined us and listened and tuned in to the podcast. And I highly recommend reaching out to Janine. She's an incredible, incredible mentor. And we thank you for being here. Thank you, everyone.